in the Bova News podcast series. I'm your host, Kim Bremer. And today we're going to talk beef cow nutrition. Here in Wisconsin, there's still a little bit of snow on the ground, but soon the grass will be green and we'll be looking to turn cows out on pasture. There are a few management processes producers need to go through to make sure cows transition to a new environment as they enter breeding season. With us today is Dr. Shelby Roberts, who's Beef Technical Sales Support for Alltech, located in Canyon, Texas. Dr. Roberts started with Alltech in 2017, beginning in the research department and carries experience in both the cow-calf and feedlot sectors of beef production. Dr. Roberts earned a degree in animal science at West Texas A&M University, a master's degree in ruminant nutrition from Oklahoma State University, and a PhD in agriculture with an emphasis in ruminant health and immunology from West Texas A&M University. With experience in ruminant nutrition and ruminant health, Dr. Roberts' interests focus on applied beef management practices that aim at improving animal health through nutrition. Welcome, Shelby. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having me. So let's start out our conversation today. For spring calving herds, this period we're in is the most stressful time of the year. Uh, what should producers do nutritionally prior to calving to help them get through this calving period? Yeah, Kim, that's a great question. Um, I think one of the first things that producers need to do prior to calving is they need to look at their herd and determine um, what their body condition scoring is, because this is going to be a really important part of determining how much they need to feed their cows prior to calving, because if your cows are, um, if they are low in protein and energy and they, they don't have enough um, maintenance energy to get through calving, they're going to lose body weight pretty drastically. And once they lose that body weight, it's hard to put it on. So I would say step one is figuring out how to body condition uh, your cows and determine if they're where you want them to be. Um, if they are lower than a five, say a three or four, then you would probably want to supplement those cows with some additional energy and protein. That way, those cows have enough energy to get them through um, the stressful period of calving. So while colostrum development does not affect the cow, it has this really significant impact on the calf. What can producers do to enhance colostrum development in the cow? Yes, Kim, you made a great point. Uh, colostrum quality really doesn't make that much difference to the cow, but it has a tremendous impact on how that calf is going to perform later. Um, and we know that colostrum is essential for establishing that immune system in that calf. So one of the things is making sure that that animal has enough protein, the mama cow has enough protein going uh, prior to calving because colostrum is made up of maternal antibodies, which are essentially large proteins. So she's going to need those proteins to enable to produce those antibodies. Um, also, it is shown that colostrum quality is greatly reduced when cows are limiting in energy and protein. So again, you want to make sure you're meeting those requirements of those cows because as we know, there's a hierarchy of energy in those cows. So first things first is all of their energy is going to maintenance. And once their maintenance requirements are met, then we're going to move on to, in this case, it would be calf production. So again, you need to make sure those cows are, are getting the quality nutrition that they need. And after calving, there's a recovery period as cows' bodies change. Is there anything specific producers should do nutritionally to help them through this period right after calving? Yes, I would say that they need to, again, look at body condition scores because um, those cows can lose body condition pretty rapidly after calving because um, calving and um, milking all require a pretty extensive amount of energy. So you want to make sure that there are um, their their bodies are where they need to be. You also probably need to evaluate the new, the forage that those animals are taking in, make sure that it is quality forage and that it's going to have the protein and or energy that that cow needs uh, for calving. And then I would also say 
make sure you're saving your higher quality forage in this time for maybe the younger or uh, thinner cows. Because again, putting on body weight in this time is really hard. And we want to make sure that those cows that are either younger and still growing. So first calf heifers are are essentially still growing at this time. So we need to make sure that they, they're um, all of their requirements are get, being met so that they can rebreed quickly, right? Because you have about uh, three months prior between calving and when you want to start breeding next time. So you want to make sure that those cows have the, the necessary body fat needed to, to rebreed. Now, as a cow's transition in a few weeks to pasture, is there anything producers can do to help them adapt to a pasture-based feeding system? Yeah, I would say that if you want to adapt your cows to a pasture-based system, again, I think one of the important things is to determine the quality of your forage at those pastures that they're going out to, right? So if you know where they're at, you can know whether you need to add some protein or add some energy in order to help those cows um, to, to help those cows as they come to that pasture, because it's going to probably be a, a, be a hit from going having to go get enough forage to meet their requirements from when you're feeding them in a pin-based system during calving. And is there anything producers can do nutritionally to help set them up for breeding season? Yeah, so when you're setting up for breeding season, again, this is really essential because you're asking those cows essentially to turn over really quickly. So one, we want to make sure that we're needing their um, trace mineral requirements. Those have a, a pretty big impact on the ability of a cow to reproduce and whether they're going to recycle. But again, making sure that those cows are not thin. Thinner cows are going to take longer to get back in to cycle. And so if you're making make, meeting those uh, protein and energy requirements and those cows are at a good body condition score, you should be able to get all those cows bred quickly and at the beginning of that breeding season so that they um, can have longer before calving. And can you speak a little bit to feed costs? Feed costs are higher right now. What are some different targets that producers should be looking at in terms of how to keep feed costs under control? I think when you're looking at talking about keeping feed costs under control, is you got to know what you have. So again, taking those forage quality samples right now probably is more important than times before because you want to make sure that you know where those pastures are. So you know how far you either, if you whether if you actually do need to supplement or if those cows are going to be able to make it through. But I, I would say you need to evaluate all your forage sources first and, 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 and get a plan of how long do we think this pasture is going to be productive and how long can we graze on this and then make a plan from there. So you can either start buying feedstuffs early while they're at a lower cost or um but it gives you more of a game plan that way too so you can have a just a, 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 a essentially a strategy as we go as you have to start buying forages in the winter yes great point now we talked a lot today about the cow what about calf nutrition as they transition to a different diet so one of the things about calf nutrition as we think about transitioning to them, them to a different diet is that we need to look at a couple of different aspects. Is one, making sure we're not giving them too much grain at the beginning too quickly. Um, by doing this, you can burn, uh, you can ha have some pretty detrimental impact on their uh, rumen as they go into growing. Uh, also, we want to make sure that we're meeting their trace mineral requirements. So trace minerals are important for growth, but also for immune function in those calves. So in transition, we know that they're going to be stressed. They're going to be exposed to new um, pathogenic challenges. So we want to make sure that those animals are prepared for any potential disease challenges as they go into that transition period. And then I would say 
somehow training those animals prior to transitioning. And these can be e easy things such as feeding them in a bunk prior uh, while they're on their dam. So it's less stressful. It's not a new element. Same could be said for if they're going from going out to drink from water troughs. Water is really essential for, for health of those animals in the beginning. So we want to make sure those calves know how to drink out of a water trough as well. Um, so I think those are some pretty basic things that are pretty essential for making sure those calves transition easily to that new diet. And as we wrap up today, can you tell us about anything new and upcoming in the world of nutrition research? Yeah, so I think that basically right now what the new research is going to be how do we utilize our um, sources that we have efficiently, right? So we're going to have a lot of areas of the world are being, uh, they have a drought challenge that's coming on. So how are we going to utilize what we have, but also maybe some um, byproducts? How can we more efficiently use those uh, products so that the producers can be more efficient, but also that our cows can stay as productive as they, as they are? Well, thank you so much, Shelby, for taking the time with us today. We appreciate you sharing your expertise and your experience. This wraps up our Boba News podcast for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow Boba News on your favorite podcast subscription service. While you're at it, follow us on the various social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube page. And be sure to check out our website, bovanews.com, for more information and alerts to upcoming podcasts and webinars. This has been your host, Kim Remmer, and from everyone at Boba News, have a great day.